You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Welcome to Warwick Health and Wellness. I'm Martha Botella. I'm a lifelong resident of Warwick living in Norwood. I work in wellness, treating the mind-body connection to help the whole person. This podcast is sponsored by Wellness New England with out-of-the-box wellness solutions for companies that care. Today we're here with DK McKenzie doing a quick session on lucid dreaming, why it's impactful, some tips and tricks along the way on how to enter that space. Welcome, DK. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I've been looking forward to this session for, I think we've had it scheduled for about a month now. Very excited to do this. So, what, if you can tell us a little bit of what kind of pulled you into lucid dreaming or how you found out about lucid dreaming, what it was, or your experience? That's a good question. Um, Well, lucid dreaming, I was reading about it when I was probably around 15 years old. Um, I was reading the Carlos Castaneda series of books. Um, I don't know if everyone's familiar with those books, but uh, they came out in the late 60s. And um, Carlos Castaneda was an anthropologist student uh, from UCLA who um, wrote about his encounters with this uh, shaman uh, from Mexico, and um, they go into lucid dreaming in there, which is uh, which is really interesting. So that really caught my attention. Uh, the uh, shaman was instructing him how to use lucid dreaming to not just empower his life, but uh, for using it for magic, so-called magic or sorcery, if you want to call it that. So that's the first time I was introduced into, you know, the word lucid dreaming, the, the concept of it. Um, and, you know, there were some techniques that were written in that book as well, even though the book is not necessarily instructional. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So what was the what was your first experience with ah. actually going into lucid dreaming or being aware that you're in that space? Uh, that's a good question. Well, I tried for many years, actually. Um, so being aware of it. So aside from the Carlos Castaneda books, there's many other books that I read that, you know, talked about lucid dreaming. So I was always aware of it for many years and then uh, and always would always try different things, different techniques to try to get into that space and uh, no success for, for a long time. And then one day um, I had a very intense, very intense nightmare that I recall. And um, I actually woke up in the dream like it was I couldn't wake up in the dream. First of all, I was trying to wake up, and then uh, I just had this experience of just becoming aware, like, oh, wow, I'm actually dreaming. This is cool. And then, um, you know, knowing what I knew about lucid dreaming, I was able to change the outcome of the nightmare and um, was able to make it a positive thing as opposed to a nightmare, you know. And I woke up exhilarated, which is really cool. So do you think that it's possible Mm -hmm. when you're in that dream space and you become aware of being in that dream space. Yes. That if somebody else is in that dream space and aware of it as well, that you could do a shared dream space? Interesting question. Uh, yes, I absolutely believe that. I actually, I haven't read anything about that, to be honest with you. Um, but I do, th- I do have 
my own experience with that that I actually absolutely believe that I actually had a so-called shared dream with somebody and um, it blew my mind because I wasn't aware that that it was even possible after like I said I mean I've been reading about this stuff since I was 15 years old I never never read in a book anywhere where it said that yes you can you can actually dream with somebody at the same time Um, actually the uh, let me take that back a second because I think the Carlos Castaneda, I think he did in his later books started talking about that. But, um, to me, it's, it looks like his book started out as nonfiction and then they, to me, it sort of seemed like it, uh, became more fictional. So I didn't really pay attention to it, what he was talking about at that point, but he's the only source. And then, uh, so nowhere else did I ever read that there was, you know, it was possible to have a shared dream, uh, until it happened to me. Um, and, uh. I started believing, or I do believe that, uh, maybe there's like, uh, you know, a realm that we can enter when you dream, you know, that is real, not just, you know, not just a personal thing because, uh, uh, like when it happened to me, it was, you know, I confirmed it because I was actually in the same space with that other person. It was a, it was a family member of mine and we, we were driving and we had to pull over to, to rest for a few hours. So, um, I, I just, I was in this weird dream and, uh, <laughs> I was in this very strange dream and, and, um, um, basically I was like in a weird city and I actually, I had to, I hopped over a puddle and I slammed into, I like banged into somebody and I woke up like the moment that I slammed into that person and I, and I felt the whole car shake, but it was weird because it felt like my, uh, family member, it sounded, it sounded like they woke up at the same time. So I, I like, my instinct was to look at them and I'm like, were you just dreaming? Because... And, and she's like, yeah. And um, I said, can you tell me what your dream was? And she described the same exact dream, except for one detail. I think hers was like, it wasn't a puddle. She jumped over, another, you know, like some sort of object or something. But she also slammed in a... So, so we both, in our dreams, you know, were running a- along the city. And we both came upon an object. And we both jumped over the object. And we both slammed into somebody. And then we both woke up at the same time. That is absolutely amazing. And I totally agree with you because I believe that space is 100% able to be accessed when you're on that same frequency, dream, dream wave frequency. And actually, multiple people that I've talked to have said that they've had mm-hmm. some of those similar experiences with those relationships that are close to them yes. or in that same room or atmosphere at the same time that you can actually go into that same dream state which is really cool. That is very cool, yeah. And um, I actually had a reverse shared dream, which was I had a dream. I had a very odd, funny dream that stuck in my mind, and I told my brother about it, and I just, you know, I described it in detail, for detail. And then he told me, I think within that week, within that same week, he had the same exact dream. He had the same exact dream and the same reaction that I had. Basically, uh, the dream was so funny to me that I was laughing so hard in the dream that I woke up laughing. Like, that's what woke <laughs> me up was, it was just so bizarre. And the same thing happened to him. He woke up, he laughed so hard within the dream that he woke up laughing. Um, and it was weird because he described it to me exactly the way that I described it to him the first time. And uh, I didn't think that was possible either. See, and that's amazing mm-hmm. because the neuroscience, I think, comes into play and the different frequencies of the brain waves when you yes. go from waking to sleeping. Yes. Because during sleeping state, 
your subconscious is now processing everything throughout the day. Oh, yeah. And it, I think it's extraordinary <laughs> that when you have those conversations, those experiences, and then it happens to them mm -hmm. shortly after, just says how strong the subconscious mind oh, actually absolutely. is to everything that we're exposed to on a daily basis and how we actually can access that space if we become aware of it with lucid dreaming. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go deeper than that. I mean, um, there are many books out there that talk about what you're talking about, which is, you know, accessing the subconscious. Um, and then there are some, some books or theories that go further than that and say, well, not only can you access the subconscious, but you can access, um, you know, cosmic forces. <laughs> uh, for example, there's a, uh, I know you read this book, the uh, Joseph Murphy book. Um, I think it's called The Power of Your Subconscious. Yeah. And he talks about using not only dreaming but using the subconscious to access information that is not even readily available to us like he talks about um i think he talks about certain um uh, i want to say archaeologists that they find fragments of you know pieces of whatever whatever it is they're looking at whether it's uh you know pottery or um bones or something like that and um you know the pieces that are missing they maybe they never find them or it's 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 further down the road when they do find them but they're able to use their subconscious mind to reconstruct whatever it is that they're trying to put together uh, by using the subconscious mind in other words we're going a little deeper where he's basically saying that you know you're you're kind of um you're kind of bending space and time now because you're able to access this information that is not available to you or to your conscious mind. And, you know, it's coming from somewhere else, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I do believe some of that. I mean, I do believe there's something happening that, um, you know, on a deeper level that we normally don't have access to. Um, and, um, like you said, you know, you can access, if you can access your, your subconscious mind, uh, you have more information readily available to you. I agree. And I know throughout history, there's been um, stories and information put out there of people's processes for large amounts of innovation, the, where the ideas come from. And I know one in particular that sticks in my head was going into meditation space where yeah. he would actually hold a rock mm -hmm. or something in his hand. And once his body relaxed and it start to go into that space, yes. holding that thought and that question. Yes. And then it would drop and it would pull him out of that space mm -hmm. and he would have almost like a download oh, yeah. where that question was now answered and he'd have the formula or what he was exactly, looking for exactly, yeah. to be able to move forward. So I oh, do believe yeah. that we can tap into that information, Yes, especially considering medical and science don't really mm -hmm. have a definitive answer as to where thoughts come from or where they emerge from. That's right, yeah. So mm -hmm. I do think that there's a level of comprehension and understanding that we as humans just haven't necessarily yes. reached, yeah. especially with electronic devices to be able to oh. monitor certain things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally believe from, from uh, not just my own beliefs, you know, things that I've read, my experiences that if you can access, if humans can access the dream world more readily, I think we could make major innovations, um, you know, technology and just information you know, let's say you want to do something big, you know, you want to cure some incurable disease. You can, if you can access your dream space, you know, you can, you can uh, at least find inspiration, if not actual knowledge, you know, actually one of the, one of the 
<clears throat> scientist that uh, discovered the DNA helix. Um, I was reading, it was actually in that um, Joseph Murphy, Murphy book, he talks about that one of the scientists um, in his dream actually envisioned the DNA spiral. Um, actually, he talks about it as a snake eating its own tail, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I read somewhere else that the the dream was actually a spiral staircase. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. So now anybody mm -hmm. that um, is interested in lucid dreaming, what it is, tips yes. and tricks, do you have any that you could share for somebody that wants to start to become a little bit more aware of when they're in that space. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing is, you, I believe you have to, you have to believe that you can even do it because I think a lot of people, they don't even conceive that it's even possible to take control of your dream. It's, and it's actually kind of sad if you think about it because we spend so many months, if not years, of our lives sleeping, you know. And um, if we're just going along for the ride, then we're not in full control. Um, so I think once you start to believe that you can control your dreams, that's when that's when you can become aware of uh, techniques or seek out techniques and even hope that it happens, you know. Um, so that's the first step is to believe that you can actually do it. Yeah, I um, think so too. Yes. I think belief. They, it was said it best, and I'll just reiterate. Yeah. If you think you can or you think you yes. can't, either way you're right. Sure. Um, so... I know from my experience, you know, your experiences and, you know, there's tons of books out there, tons of information. Lucid dreaming is absolutely possible. There's no reason, there's nowhere, there's nowhere is it written that it says that you cannot lucid dream. Lucid dreaming is impossible. It doesn't say that anywhere, yeah. which means it is possible and people do it all the time, every day. Uh, so that's the first step. And um, so I would say maybe try to find some books would be like maybe the second step and, or read some literature, read some articles out there about it and then the third thing that a person can do is try different try different techniques as you go to sleep not just believe it but you know you could do different affirmations um and then the, probably one of the ones that i learned this is much later on there's only a few years ago that i even um, stumbled upon this technique it's called uh, reality checks you do a reality check throughout the day um, you ask yourself this question um, am I in a dream? Is this a dream? You know, just periodically, like I, I would pick a time like, um, throughout the day where you have like a rep, like a repetitious part of the day. Let's say you're brushing your teeth, for example, every time you brush your teeth, ask yourself the question, is this a dream? Eventually what, what will happen is you will ask yourself that question in a dream. You will say, you will ask yourself, is this a dream? And then, then the answer will be yes. And then you will wake up in that moment in your dream. And that's what happened to me. Um, I only tried that for like maybe a few days when I first learned upon uh, learned about this technique. It was only a few days after learning it that it actually worked for me. So for pretty yeah, quickly. and I'll totally vouch for it because mm -hmm. when I started talking to you about lucid dreaming and you started giving me some tips and tricks, that's one of the ones that you gave me. Yes. And again, within I think mine took a little bit longer. Yes. My belief system might not have been quite as strong as yours. Mm -hmm. Um, it took me about a week and a half of consistently oh, okay. asking. That's pretty good. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, within yes. you know a week and a half, I was in dream state. Yes. And I became aware in dream state. Yes. And then it went one step further of I became aware of being aware in dream uh -huh. state. There you go. So that little bit more of a distance mm -hmm. between you opposed to feeling like the dream's happening to you. That's right. 
it gave me a different perspective of this dream's happening for me. Sure. And what is it showing me? Yeah. And what can I pull out of that? And funny enough, when I'd mm -hmm. ask myself those questions in dream state, when I would wake up, mm -hmm. I would be able to remember those pieces that I had mm -hmm. asked to see clarity of and what they were trying to tell me. Yeah. Now, deciphering them was a different story. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a whole, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dream interpretation yeah. is definitely an entirely yeah. different piece yeah. than actually being aware of being in mm -hmm. that state. Um, but it did definitely give me a lot of clarification and showed me some of the things that I had oh, gone yeah. through. And whether it was I was a kid or things that had happened mm -hmm. that I think I had been repressing and not wanting to see and allow yeah. to come to the surface. And that's where I could implement the work that I do, which is the trauma release, and uh -huh. actually go into that space and release it. So it really was a healing portion for me yeah. to be able to see things that my subconscious was trying to block from me. Because over the years, just like touching a hot stove, your subconscious and your mind's there mm -hmm. to help protect you sure. from pain, from harm, from danger. And when we've been through a lot of trauma or a lot of things throughout our lives that are telling us that's dangerous, that's trauma... Our brain tries to protect us from it down the road, but sometimes what it perceives as dangerous is actually beneficial for us, and that's where the trauma responses would come in. So being able to access that space was actually really extremely healing for me. So I'm hoping yeah. that anybody that's tuning in has mm -hmm. a little bit more knowledge and awareness of what that is that they can choose mm -hmm. if it resonates with them to look a little bit more into it and see if it's a tool that they want to put in their toolbox to be able to help to come back to self, be more aware of themselves, their subconscious, and that dream state, as well as being aware that they can work within it, and they have the power in that space just as much as they do in the waking space, opposed to thinking that it happens on its own. Mm -hmm. So very powerful session. I'm really grateful to have you here today Great. doing this share with everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and hopefully helped a couple of people out that mm -hmm was looking for something alternative that they could do on their own to help navigate some of the spaces that they're in. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you very much for having me. No, oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for being All here. Right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Warwick Health and Wellness. If you have any comments or questions, please write to us at mj.botella at gmail.com. Thank you to Wellness New England for sponsoring our show. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online, the voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.